0: Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello. We've got a fun message today. Are you ready? Need, greed, or seed. We're going there. It's going to be deep. It's going to be powerful. It's going to bring some breakthrough. Amen. Let's do this thing. Before we dive in, we've got two things to be aware of. Number one, we've got a free Purpose Planning Masterclass coming up inside the Courage Co. community. You can join under the free Courage Co. community access. And once inside, you'll see it under events and you can just RSVP. But this Purpose Planning Masterclass, we did it last year and it was a hit. I think we had over 50 people on there. It was amazing. So fun. Loved it. It was requested that we bring it back to help you not just have a vision board type party for 2024, but to really help you plan out some God dreams and put purpose on everything. I'm talking purpose for your finances, purpose for your relationships, purpose for your business, purpose for you, everything. All right, we're going to break down how to do that in a very simple and practical way. It is worth getting in the room. Again, it's free. It is free, do not miss that. If you do happen to miss it, something that we've done that is really very accessible. In a crazy way, we've bundled all of the trainings and programs that we've done this entire year into the Courage Cove Masterclass Training Bundle, and you get access to that for an entire year, and you get to join us for any future upcoming live training, and we do a Masterclass and a three-day challenge every single month. So not only do you get the replays and the notes and ongoing support with that content, you get to join us live with all future upcoming challenges, and there's over 30-something guest interviews, which are really just testimonies of what's possible with God in this bundle. Really a no-brainer. So you can join us for free if you can join us live, or there will be a replay. You can grab it, and not just that one, but all of them in the Courage Co. Masterclass Training Bundle, which you'll also see over at www.courageco.org. The other biggie, biggie, biggie is the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification Program. The waitlist is open. So much fun. We had our first information session this past week. So powerful. What is in this certification is wild. This is over 16 years in the making, (laughs) and it's going to be delivered in six months, and it's for aspiring life coaches and current life coaches that really desire to bring coaching into what they do and into their life, their ministry, their business, they really want to bring coaching into that. They see it as a Necessity. It is vital, right? So, we are going through not just coaching and bringing excellence and ethics back to that industry, but we are going through spirit driven entrepreneurship, kingdom influencing, and so much more. There is so much practical and experiential education in this certification. You're not going to want to miss it. The waitlist is open until December, mid December. So, you're going to want to make sure that you apply now if you want to be a part of this next cohort that officially starts on January. 8th. It's going to be so good. And we've got more information sessions. So if you do want to have your questions answered live, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I would have really have loved that too and making some of my really big decisions in my own journey. So that's what we're going to do. We've got about five more coming up. Our next one will be on November 30th as well. So you can join us for an information session and the purpose planning session. It'll be great. You can also see that you can either apply in the link below in the show notes here for the certification program, or you can also go to www.courageco.org and you'll see the free access just to apply. Now, when you get in there, you are going to have to actually complete the application. If you don't complete an application, you don't get considered. So you do have to actually complete the application. And that is also where the events are hosted. All right. All right. Let's dive into this message. So exciting. Now, it really is interesting when you think about need, greed, or seed, but I'm going to give you context about this. We are called as believers, as faith walkers, to live with a spirit of generosity. Now, <laughs> this is more often challenging because we're taught to, you know, really have an orphan spirit, to, Intimately know what it's like to lack. um, And we really are a money driven culture. So, this is interesting when we think about these things, but I think if you can grasp this, this will really change your life. Okay. So, there are mind blowing truths in scripture that really help you live a lifestyle of spirit led giving, not just living. Okay. And there's so many. In a particular chapter, Paul was about to send a couple of his helpers to the Corinthians to collect a special offering that they said they wanted to give to the suffering Macedonian church. Interesting. In the opening verses, Paul is saying, this is my paraphrase, Guys, you've said that you want to give a generous love offering, and I've been bragging on you to the other churches. Don't embarrass yourselves and me by not following through. Right? Like, don't just say you're going to be generous and then not do anything. That ain't it. Basically, Paul is commending them for their willingness to give, and he takes the opportunity to teach them some truths about Giving. So I really enjoy all of the the gems that Apostle Paul offers, but here's what he writes. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. This is coming from 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6-8. through So keep in mind that these words were directed at a group of people who were about to make a sacrificial offering they were givers. That's what I can infer from this, right? Paul writing under the direction of the Holy Spirit begins by stating the most basic law of giving. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. This is also the same truth that Jesus communicated in Luke 6:38. Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. This promise is given not to create our motivation for giving, but to free us from fear and show us the reward of giving. Paul's very next phrase is really an important one. In this verse, we're given the primary guideline for giving. Each person is to give as he purposes in his heart. That means you are the only person on earth who can decide what the right level of giving is for you. Check that out. Nobody else. It's between you and the Spirit of God. Look at this verse. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is not looking for tithes, offerings, and gifts that are given reluctantly or under compulsion. The blessed life is an outgrowth of cheerful Giving. So, when it comes to having a blessed life, you've got to embrace giving, 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 giving. And you are the only person on earth who can decide what the right level of giving is for you. So, how do you become a cheerful giver? (laughs) Right? If you've been in lack, or if you've come upon hard times, or if you, you know, are facing some challenges, you might think, okay, get it. But really, though, Like how, how is this possible? Okay. How do you become a cheerful giver? Well, there's only one way. God must do a work in your heart. Yay. (laughs) Right. Growth is not always sexy, but God cares about our heart. Man is always looking at the outward appearance, but God cares about our hearts. And as with every other truth, right? It all comes down to the heart. When you're reading the word of God, He is literally performing heart surgery on your heart. The word is reading you. So really, really consider that. How is your heart? How is your heart? What's going on there? What is your current view? Would you consider your giving to be cheerful? Really think about that. The natural state of the human heart is to be grudging right? That's, that's how it is to be a grudging giver. But if we have a heart transplant, then we can become grateful, unselfish, and generous. And only then can we become a cheerful giver. So I actually don't believe that you can just get there on your own. God has to actually perform a heart surgery in you and help you renew your mind to things that are not his truth, right? Second Corinthians, Paul says this, God is able This is where every step of faith must begin. You must start by believing that God is able. Able to do what? Make all grace abound towards you. So here's a quick lesson in the nuances and intricacies of this Greek language here. The Greek word translated all in that verse literally means all. (laughs) How fun is that, right? So you need to know that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. How often? Always. Not sometimes, not on the days the stock market closes higher, and not when interest rates are low. Always. And God operates on a very different kingdom than what we see in the world. God is able to make all grace abound towards you always. When we sow bountifully, God's grace towards us abounds. It's a great reason right there. It overflows. And what is the result of this overflow of grace? We begin always having all sufficiency in all things. How much sufficiency? All. That word is there again. Sufficiency in how many things? All. And again, this all thing is a big deal. This is truly an amazing scripture to me. Once you give cheerfully, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always, always, always have all sufficiency in all things. Why? So you may have an abundance for every good work. So powerful. Verse 8 is a promise that is linked to verses 6 and 7. All grace, abundance, and sufficiency are a direct result of sowing bountifully from a cheerful heart. If you want to be blessed, sow bountifully from a cheerful heart. Once you give cheerfully, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always, always have all sufficiency in all things. All things. So needs or wants? Let's go here. (laughs) Let me offer a few words about that phrase. All sufficiency. I believe the word sufficiency refers to our needs, right? We have all of these physical needs, right? It relates to having a sufficient amount, Okay, again, God doesn't operate on the world system. He has his own. Whenever we are about to give a significant offering, it's not unusual to be attacked by fears of insufficiency. Will I have enough? What if I lose my job? What if my car breaks down? (laughs) Right, like we go there. Whenever those thoughts come though, the first thing to remember is that money is not our sufficiency in the first place. God is our sufficiency. And when we begin to put our trust in anything other than God, it's idolatry. It's an idol. And that's often what we do. It's precious that God reminds us in this passage that if we give freely and look to him, we will have enough to meet every need. We will have all sufficiency in all things. Of course, right? There's a big difference between a need and a want. Okay, we got to get this. Contrary to what some teach, God doesn't promise to satisfy every whim or passing fancy. He just does not. Beyond the level called sufficiency is the level called abundance. (laughs) It is at this level that we're all tested, okay? And it's one thing to just have just enough to meet your needs, right? We've probably been there. But the real heart test comes when you get a little extra, This is the point at which it's possible to pass from need over into greed. You see this whenever an individual who's been praying to get out of bondage, out of debt, right, gets an unexpectedly large bonus. Often, it never occurs to this person to take the extra money and pay down their debt. With a little extra money in his hands, he immediately thinks, Now I can buy something that I really need, like that new set of golf clubs, like that new car, like that new whatever, right? And this is what I mean when I say that we are tested in our need and we are tested in our greed. The need test comes as we must trust God to be our sufficiency. Those seasons are very, very challenging, right? The greed test comes when we move beyond sufficiency into abundance, Really interesting when you have abundance, what you do with that abundance, okay? So where money is concerned, there's a higher level beyond need and greed. The highest use of money is seed, right? So need, greed, or seed. The language Paul used in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. That's the language of the seed, right? How do you view the money you control, Selah? Do you see it as being there to meet your need? Is it there to satisfy your greed, or do you see it as a seed? Whoo, so good! You'll better understand this truth I'm trying to convey here after this scripture. It says in Proverbs 38 verse uh, 30, verses eight through nine. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. That's a whole verse right there. Notice that the writer says, give me neither poverty nor riches. This basically is need poverty, or greed, riches. As I've said, this is where we're all tested in need or greed. The wise author of this proverb understood that. He basically said, I want to be in the sweet spot of your provision, Lord. (laughs) Let me just be content here, right in this sweet spot. It's possible for God to provide for your needs without money. Is it? Is it possible for God to provide for your needs without money? He showed Elijah that he could. It says in 1 Kings 17:6, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he drank from the brook. That ain't money. God didn't need money to provide for Elijah. He only needed some birds. <laughs> I'm laughing cuz there's birds all around my house. Like I'm it's just crazy. So, provision, right? And here's the amazing thing. The birds didn't just bring Elijah dry old bread. He had steak. Like, what in the world? Later on, in chapter 19, we see something equally remarkable. It says in 1 Kings 19, 5 through 6, and also verse 8, "...then as Elijah lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him, and he said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake." Baked on coals and a jar of water. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Cake. (laughs) What? Like, have you ever just read this and like got that? Right? Cake. The man has angels baking cakes for him. Come on now, right? This would be the first known appearance of angel food cake, probably, right? God not only provided bread and meat, but dessert too. That's how good our Heavenly Father is. Without question, God is committed to meeting our needs. But are we committed to using our money as seed? Are you? Think about a farmer who has one sack of seed. He has several options. He could grind the whole sack of seed into flour for bread and then hope that someone would give him some more seed for the planting, or he could use some of it for bread and the rest for seed. If he sows that seed, he's going to get a harvest much larger than the original seed sown. We've already seen Paul use seed as a metaphor for money in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Now, if we go a few verses later, listen to this. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Timely. Notice that it doesn't say God supplies seed to the keeper. (laughs) Important distinction though, right? He supplies seed to the sowers, those who will scatter the seed. I've heard people say, sure, that guy is a giver, but he can afford to be. He's got money, but they've got it backward. Here's why. That guy has money because he's a giver. God is supplying seed to the sower. Get it? I hate to say this, but some precious people who God wants to bless will never have money because they won't get their hearts right. God does not supply seed to the keeper, and according to that verse, he does does more than just supply seed to the sower. It says he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. God is always mindful of our material needs. He's a good father, so we don't have to be. He wants us to take some of the seed he's given us to eat it, but the rest he wants us to sow. He even adds a promise about that seed. God will supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Supply and multiply. God is the only one who can supply our seed. He is the only one who can multiply it. And when he does, he will also increase the fruits of your righteousness. Powerful. So I'm telling you, if you're struggling in some area of your life, you're going to start finding victory when God does a work in this area of your heart. This is a heart transformation. And I believe givers live more righteous lives than takers. Here's why. Because God, as promised, is increasing the fruits of their righteousness. That's why. <laughs> you're no longer sowing selfishness. You're no longer sowing greed. Instead, you're sowing generously. You're sowing things like generosity, kindness, and love. And as Jesus told us, when you give these things, you will receive them in return. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And that brings me to three fundamental principles relating to seed that you need to know. Okay? First one, you reap what you sow. And I know that that really sounds self-evident, but You'd be surprised (laughs) at how often people expect things to work some other way in their case. They're the exception to this truth, right? But embrace this truth. If you sow corn, you're going to reap corn. If you sow wheat, you're going to reap wheat. And if, as Paul suggests, you sow money, you're going to reap money. It's a law that was established at the creation of the world. I didn't make this up. Genesis 1st. Genesis 1, verses 11 through 12. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Things multiply after their kind." Like begets like, and kind begets kind. Can you imagine a farmer standing in a field in which he has sown wheat seeds and being frustrated because corn is not appearing? That would be weird. That would also be foolishness. But that is precisely what so many of us do. We expect a harvest of something we've never planted. Come on. We expect a harvest of something we've never planted. Let's go. Let me emphasize this. This is not a holy get-rich-quick scheme. We don't sow for the purpose of getting more money. However, financial growth is a byproduct of bountiful sowing. It is a principle. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Okay? So here is the second principle. You reap after you sow. (laughs) I know. Common sense, man. Not so common, though. It seems mind-numbingly simple, but you cannot believe how many people say things like, someday, when I have more money, I'm going to be a giver. Nah. That ain't it. That is not it. It will never happen. You can't reap before you sow. You can't reap before you sow. This is a principle God has woven into the natural order of things. It says in Genesis eight twenty two, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. From the very beginning, the order was established. Before there can ever be a harvest, there must be a seed time. Jesus affirmed it also in Mark 4, 26. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself." first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts it in the sickle because the harvest has come. Imagine the same foolish farmer that I mentioned earlier now standing in the field waiting for a crop to come in when he's never planted a seed. Does that make sense? Once this crop comes up, I'm going to do some serious sowing, he says confidently, right? I'll be a big time sower if I ever get this crop to come in. Of course, that would be absurd. <laughs> Yet many, many believers, right, literally, say pretty much the same thing. If God will help me close this major business deal, I'm really going to start giving to the church. It is the one who is faithful with the little who will receive much. You have to start where you are. You have to start where you are. The third principle is this. You reap more than you sow, because that's God. The essence of this is in Psalm 126, verse 5. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. As this passage implies, the principle of the harvest increase is so powerful that even if you're crying as you scatter your little bag of precious seed, your tears will turn to rejoicing as you begin bringing in your sheaves of harvest. It is the one who is faithful with the little who will receive much. It's elementary, but it's true. In God's kingdom, as in God's natural creation, you reap more than you sow. A couple of kernels of planted seed corn will produce a stalk with several ears, and each ear will contain hundreds of seed kernels, approximately 400. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? You always get more when you sow God's way. Not the world's way, but you always get more when you sow God's way. So, there is a story about a friend who years ago was making 37,500. At that time, He was consistently giving 10% of his gross income. Then the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to give 15%. And if, if you will give 50% this year, I'll double your income. And by the way, if you'll give 20% next year, I'll double it again. And if you give 25% the next year after that, I'll double it again. He felt very strongly that the Lord had spoken to his heart. He did not come back at God and say, how about this? you double my income, and then I'll start giving 15%. He took God at his word and seized the opportunity to stretch his faith and please God. Right away, he started giving 15% of his income to the work of the Lord. That year, his income went from 37500 to 75000 Taking the Lord at his word once again, he started giving 20%. That following year, he made 150000 It was at this point that I was hearing this story, right? And this testimony was expounded on. The next year, he upped his giving to 25% and his income rose to $300,000. I know it sounds incredible, but I know this is true. The year after he upped his giving to 30%, he made $600,000. A year later, he upped it to 35% and grossed $1.2 million until he sold his business and he consistently gave over 50% of his income to the work of God. Now he's in full-time ministry and he still is giving 30 to 35% each year. The greatest thing about this testimony is not how much money he gives or makes, but what God has done in his heart. This man is a man of God. He didn't start giving out of a desire to be rich. He obeyed out of a heart to please God and to be used by him. God looked down and said, I need to distribute funds in my kingdom. And here is someone I can trust. And that's precisely what he's looking for. God is looking for people he can trust with wealth. And we must pass the test of need, trusting God to take care of us. We must pass the test of greed, using abundance wisely in obedience to God's promptings. Moreover, we must pass the test of seed, sowing bountifully as we observe these three principles of seed time and harvest. God can get it to us if he can only get it through us. So that is my encouragement to you today. Are you passing these tests or do you see some opportunities? Need, greed, or seed? Are you expecting things? To just come, increase, increase without sowing first. Are you a cheerful giver? Are you trusting God's promptings? When God has given you more than what you need, did you pass the test? really, really important. If you're asking and praying for something and God is guiding you to do something with that money, will you listen? It's easy to say when you get it, you know exactly what you do with it, but you will be put to the test. So my encouragement is to let God do this work in your heart. God wants faithful, obedient, trustworthy kids. Not those that are living like orphans, not those that are oppressed by thoughts of lack, but that trust him, that rely on him, that allow him to bless them indeed. That's available, but it does require we show up and pass some tests. So my encouragement is to pass them, (laughs) to allow God to do this work in your heart, to strengthen your faith, and to walk and take these steps of obedience. I hope this message blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. I hope you this gave you a different perspective on living a generous life. God can get it to us if only he can get it through us. Can God get it through you? Think about that. And whatever you want to reap, you've got to be sowing that. You've got to be sowing that. If you want to have different people sow into your business, right? If you want different people to volunteer to help you, to support you, have you ever sown into somebody else's? If you want to receive increase, have you sowed a large seed before? God can multiply it, right? If he can get it through you, he can get it to you. If you want to have really great friendships, are you sowing friendship? If you want to have really great communication, are you sowing really great communication? If you want to be really excellent in your craft, are you learning from really excellent mentors? Are you investing? Sowing and reaping. Really challenge yourself on this. I know when provision had been removed from my life, didn't feel like a really fun thing. But according to the principle, I was going to sow where I wanted to go. I have another instance of what I'm walking through right now. God asked me, do you see this as a death that you'll owe or a seed that you'll sow? I'm like, I'm tracking. I see what's up. <laughs> Let me be found faithful, Lord. Help me sow this big, scary seed, right? That kind of stuff is a really, really big deal to God and it requires massive amounts of faith and obedience. I hope this message encouraged you. Come on and join us in Courage Co. If you're looking to live your most courageous and impactful story, we've got virtual small groups, prophetic prayer calls, monthly trainings, a VIP mastermind, a life coach certification program, and so much more. It's a beautiful community to be a part of. We call it a sacred community. It can be a new place to really help you grow and evolve we would love to have you in there and until next time stay blessed listen if you are not plugged into courage co yet what are you doing courage co is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere it is a safe Place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free, for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease feeling only love and compassion for others no matter how they may have hurt you in the past standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in you're in the right place to take your next step on your journey when you plug into the god's vibes mastermind i'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want i'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long i'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world i'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.